Hey guys, joining me this week is East Ashton football coach Aaron Barons. Coach Barons is one of the first guys I kind of got to know outside of uh, Nottoway County when I started covering eight-man football. Really good dude, and uh, we had some fun, so uh, I hope you enjoy. Coach Barons, how you doing, man? Doing great. Anthony, how's it going? Oh, you know, living the dream. Um, first question. Since you had your first child, have you noticed yourself aging? Uh, outside of the natural uh, hair loss that was going to happen anyway. Um, <laughs> I would say the biggest impact it's had is I am way more understanding and calm and patient with kids than I was before I had kids. Uh it's kind of weird. Um, I know it doesn't really seem like that if you ever see me on a Friday night. But <laughs> it used to be worse. So uh, just like the the Monday through Friday uh, or Monday through Thursday, I guess, getting ready for games and practice and stuff. Um, it's it's calmed me down. And, you know, if I can if I can handle a, a two, three, four year old breaking glass on the floor, spilling milk everywhere, wiping poop up on her or whatever. Um, I think I can handle somebody missing a, missing a trap block on, on an inside trap or something like that. So, uh, that I guess is the positive way it's aged me. Uh, the negative, you know, <laughs> not so great on the waistline. <laughs> well, you know, cause, uh, we were talking about kids right before I hit record. And so that was the thing that popped in my head was, uh, you know, my wallpaper on my computer is like me and my wife holding our newborn four-year-old and uh you and i our kids are these basically the exact same age and every time i see that picture um i've noticed that both of us it seems like we've aged quite a bit in that four years and so i was curious if you felt the same way absolutely uh i actually right before we were on here we we're talking about facebook and how i rarely get on there to the point where my profile picture is still uh of our are now four-year-old when she was a newborn and uh you know outside of me being about 40 pounds lighter than I am now uh just it's crazy how much you know not only she's grown but um just yeah just the natural how much you've grown getting older yeah it's weird <laughs> <laughs> and my body hurts and <laughs> uh, uh how do you like having daughters you know because both of us have two girls uh, you know, for me, I, uh, I always wanted a son and, uh, at this point I don't want to try for any more kids. Love the two I have to death, but, uh, after this baby, it's just like, uh, I don't want to go through that again. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, uh, I love having girls. Um, I never would have thought, you know, even before getting married, whatever, you know, I gotta have boys, gotta have boys, but, uh, something about I don't know they're they're way more caring and um I don't know I don't I, I can't really explain it. that probably has a lot to do with what's calmed me down a lot um but seeing you know now our our nine month old but you know seeing our four my four-year-old um even with COVID you know running up to me after uh, after games and stuff on the football field or wherever we get to do that you know that that makes it better, you know, win or lose, you know, you kind of remember 
pretty quick what what's actually important. Um, and honestly, I I feel like it's probably a good. I like to to show that example to our boys. Um, just give a positive family outlook on uh, you know my my family because we preach a lot about about family within our walls and doing things for each other and not for selfish reasons. And so, you know, getting able to, to share that with, with my girls and my wife is great. I love it. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, you know, most of my life, especially as someone who, you know, has grown up loving the chiefs, um, you know, for me, it used to be, if they lost, it would ruin, you know, not just that evening, but my entire week. And, uh, that's that is a great thing about having kids is um all the kind of little stuff that used to irritate you they have a they have a good way of you know making that go away um that being said um i try to put the ratio at see with a four-year-old i think it's almost 60 40 and uh there's no in between with them it's either i absolutely love and adore this child or the polar opposite and uh i'm just waiting for that that to be over with and i don't know when that happens um everyone i talk to who has girls say they're better than boys so i'm hoping maybe after this toddler stage that she'll maybe grow out of that but it's probably um mine mine has only ever been around kids older than her like she was kind of the youngest uh grandchild there for a while so she has been just constantly chasing the older kids and wanting to hang out with the older kids and um you know we've always kind of talked to her like she was older than she probably really is and she understands a lot of things and with that (laughs) comes a lot of uh sass and sarcasm and things that I don't know I hope she doesn't recognize what she's doing or realize what she's doing but if she does she's a lot smarter than me and I'm getting her credit for but <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. it it's enjoying it I mean she she just I mean loves learning like every day she wants to learn something and um especially if she thinks it's something she shouldn't know and so that, that's even better <laughs> but uh I I don't know I don't know when you know what what stage we're in or whatever but um, she's in school now, and so, I mean, I feel even in the last month that she's been in school, it's just been night and day how much more mature and older and crazier she is. But like you said, I mean, it's you can go from you know one minute wanting to tear your hair out because they won't brush their teeth to <laughs> to her, you know, looking up and saying, "Well, I just wanted a kiss and a hug, good night." <laughs> and so it's uh, <laughs> it's fun, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah they're great um so you're a you a tarkio fairfax guy you always been there uh well i was at uh craig in 2012 out of college and then um i'm sure i could tell the story so uh <laughs> coached at craig with the craig fairfax um co-op and then that it would have been towards the end of May of that year. I wasn't, I didn't want to go anywhere. I really liked it at Craig. Um, it's a little different place. It's super small, but really like tight knit group. And once you kind of like penetrated that group, like they, it was, I liked it. Um, 
And so at the end of May, my superintendent called me in and principal both and said, Hey, you know, we're going to be another year of Craig Fairfax. And then, um, us and Torquio are going to absorb and become a co-op. Okay. Um, like it was, you know, hundred percent done deal going to happen. So, um, that summer, like a month later, the Tarkio job opened. And so I thought, well, I can sacrifice coaching these guys for a year to see them in two years and then be the permanent coach. So I applied at Tarkio and got the job there. And then Craig ended up going to Mount city, which kind of hurt, you know, my feelings, but, um, you know, that's kind of how I ended up at Tarkio and kind of been there ever since. Is that why you love Mount city so much? That, <laughs> you know, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed um, when he was there, Coach Messer, and he did a lot for me. And he was always, I mean, complimentary, and I just – I respected how he did things. Um, but, I I mean, I don't dislike Mount City. I love going there and doing basketball games. And um, Mr. Miles uh, over there, they're now superintendent, and now their principal, uh, Jake Shipman, was a good buddy of mine in college. So, um, you know, I enjoy the people around there. Just Oh, timeout. Yeah. You and Shipman were buddies in college? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got, you got to give me some dirt on this guy. Listen. <laughs> I, there is I, none. Uh, <laughs> you clean. <laughs> I, I like Shipman. Um, but am I getting the real Jake Shipman in these interviews? No. No, no, no. no. Never. Nope. No. Just like, I mean, you're not going <laughs> to, the people in education, you know, that value their jobs <laughs> won't give you the real them in an interview. <laughs> we've all, we've all been to board meetings. We know how that works. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a certain coach in the 275 that, uh, I think I get the real him in the interviews. You do. No, I know you're talking about, and you 100% do, and I I love him. I love him for it. God bless him. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, part of that is like, uh, (laughs) which makes me feel good because I think he he trusts me enough to know what to uh, say and what to uh, let go through one ear, not the other. Um, Yeah. Although, but it's it it's good vice or back and forth between us. I uh, the last game I covered, uh, at the end of it, I asked him if you guys should uh, get the conference title to yourself um, because the rumor was that they were actually scared to play you, and that's why you didn't play this year. Had nothing oh, to do with yeah. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> That, yeah, <laughs> uh, that was a, I mean, that, you had to bring it up, didn't you? That, that, we, I won't even say week, those, uh, that Thursday, Friday is, that is a day I'll never, if I don't ever see again or hear about again, it'd be okay. That was a, yeah. was a rough 48 hours leading up to that. Well, <laughs> the better question was when I uh, asked about another quarterback, being better than his and uh his <laughs> response to that <laughs> i won't say who or what he said but <laughs> you know what i'm talking about so you you can imagine what his response was hey, i bet it was pure honesty and that's why that's what you're looking for <laughs> <laughs> i know it's so great i uh 
he uh he was one of the first coaches when I started uh covering eight man football. He was like my uh, uh the original favorite. And that's mm-hmm. changed a little bit as I uh the coverage or what I've tried to do has grown. It used to be like I I was always objective, but I was always part of me is like, well, I hope they win. Um they tended to not win as much as I thought they would or won. Well, but, yeah. But then it's like, oh, well, the guy across the side, I really like him too. Yeah. Um, that is a great thing about eight man is like, there's so many good dudes out there. So there's, I mean, it really is. Um, and you know, I was, I was pretty buttoned up when I farted and I was, you know, I was 22. So, you know, I thought I knew more than everybody and didn't need help from anybody and all that. But, you know, guys like, uh, you know, my brother-in-law, Shane Hilton, um, Doug Fountain, I mean, even to a certain extent, Chris Healy, uh, you know, Coach, uh, oh, God, Coach Borey. I mean, any, any Coach Collins, any of those guys are more than, more than willing to take a phone call or sit down with you and talk X's and O's or, you know, you have a question about a situation, all the – they're open books. Like they're not, you know, coach Fountain will sit and talk football with you for 10 hours. If you wanted to, he may be, he, <laughs> may, mean, be, he, he may be the scariest coach in eight pin football, like extremely. <laughs> he's a good dude, but like watching yeah. him in practice, I'm like, yeah. And of all the coaches I've seen, you may be, you may yeah. be the scariest. Yeah. He's the only person I, I know that has ever, uh, probably it's probably more severe than he let on injured themselves while lifting on vacation (laughs) (laughs) how do you do that i said he was they were on vacation and he was getting his lift in and like hurt his shoulder to the point we were it was after uh one of the eight man all-star or not or all state meetings and uh lifted lift his shoulder because he was because he heard it lifting. You're a stud, man. <laughs> uh but Healy. I, I, I like Healy. Um he, he's a good coach. I do wonder if there's another side to Healy though. Or if he's just always that kind of button down guy. There I I see it when he's around a, a few of the GRC guys. Um and the more I'm around, you know, just like anybody, you know, the more you're around somebody, the more you're, you're comfortable and, and whatever, but he'll, you know, <laughs> he'll say some things that are pretty, that are pretty funny. And you kind of have to like do a double take. Like, you see that? it was, he's, I like, I like Coach Healy a lot. And then you get him and then his assistant coach, coach Adwell together <laughs> who are polar opposites. And yes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a good, they're a good time. <laughs> I kind of yeah, wondered if he, uh, like NFL wise, they talk about like Belichick, like away from cameras and everything is like hilarious and just this really funny guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm, really? And I kind of get that vibe with Healy. I haven't been able to break through see. with him yet. I maybe he doesn't like me. It, I don't know, but <laughs> it's I it, it's probably I mean it's it's a comfort thing. Um but you know, once once somebody warms up to you, once he knows you're not going to print every single word he says, <laughs> I think he'd be all right. Well, yeah, yeah, I I do, 
this year's been, and I, it's been rough for everybody, but I, I, I've been impressed with what he's been able to do. Um, I know, I know most people aren't going to feel bad for Worth County. Um, <laughs> but like with everything they've gone through, like for that team to even have a winning record, it's been impressive. And I know some people have questioned Healy a little bit in the past. And uh, I, I, to me, I think he's answered a lot of those. And he, uh, he had my respect before, before this, but he, uh, I've been really impressed with him and what he's been able to do. But I don't know. I don't Yeah. I don't know really, what it's been I mean, like. Actually, yeah. You know, well, from. Well, I was just gonna say what they're what they're going or have gone through was, you know, as I was running scenarios through my head preseason. I mean, theirs isn't the worst case scenario, but it's up there. I mean, as you know, the one A, one B worst case scenarios of how I thought the year could go. You know, whether it be games canceled week of, games canceled day of, kids kids getting in quarantine day of, day before, with no practice time, you know that, and your quarterback breaks his foot. You know, it, it's he's done a heck of a job to get them where they're at. Oh, and they had it. You know, a kid quits. You were relying on. I mean, it's. I don't. I don't envy that situation. But again, you know, like you said, you know, they got some banners up there that, that help ease that a little bit. Well, what's really impressive <laughs> is like, even with all that, like they don't, they don't make excuses. Like Friday, they for two quarters gave North Andrew all they could handle, and at the end, it it was just. And I, I think I wrote about that a little bit. Was it wasn't good enough, you know? Even with you know your quarterback coming back in you know week eight, um, and you know hanging with the number one team for two quarters, and even at the end, you lose by two scores, and so. <laughs> It's just different it, up I mean, there. That's where you're, I, I respect that. I mean, that's that's where you want to be. You know, you don't you don't make excuses for for anything. You know, even if something doesn't go your way, there's always three things that you could have done differently leading up to that that could have helped you out. What's been the most uh, difficult part of this year for you? Because I know I know for us it's frustrating. Um, just and we're you know basically fans. Um, you know, and you know, going into the year, we kind of consider it to be like really fun year because there may be eight teams that could win a state title. Um, and with COVID and everything, it's kind of <laughs> it puts everything into question. So, you know, from a coaching standpoint, what is what's been the most difficult part? The the thing that I've regretted the most was just the time we missed in the weight room in the summer. Um, to see the boys, uh, until what the second week of July. And normally by that time we've done six weeks of seven, seven weeks of weightlifting and are gearing up for our, uh, Peru camp. And then Albany team camp the week later, we didn't get any of that. And so, you know, not only are we, were we, well, still are behind physically, just in our own development, because you're leaving high school kids on their own devices for three months. Um, but, you know, there was a lot of evaluation that happens in that week leading up to Peru camp and then two days of scrimmaging teams that we never see 
uh, out in Nebraska. And there's even more evaluation leading up to Albany camp and then seeing the teams you're going to play at Albany camp um, during the year. And, you know, I've said in a couple interviews, but I had to use the first, I mean, definitely Livingston and Northwest Nottaway. And then we had two weeks off. So, I mean, I used the first month of the season as our evaluation period really on what we could do, what our deficiencies are. And there's still two or three that I just have to <laughs> game plan around and, and coach up in the off season. But that's kind of been the biggest thing for us outside of the, you know, the one COVID scare we had and then um, another cancellation after that. But, you know, other than that, it's, it's been kind of normal. Um, you know, you're still never, I'm never comfortable about a game happening and actually get to the field. So, but you know, the, the missed time in the off season, I think hurt us more than anything. And, and we're starting to get those last few weeks have started to get a little rhythm. That's, that's kind of been nice to see. Yeah. And that was kind of the, uh, the shitty part of the whole thing was the off season was different for everybody. Um, you know, like I think, yeah, Appleton city open with Stanbury. I think Sanbury got to practice quite a bit this off season and Appleton said he got about two weeks of practice. Uh, I don't think it would have made a difference in that game um, just because I Stanbury's up so much better than Appleton city this year. But uh, that was, that was kind of the part I didn't like about it was I thought there should have been some sort of uh, mandate that, you know, was the same for everyone. That way, you know, you didn't go into the year uh, with someone having a leg up on you. So, And that's, you know, and that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, and I think our conference tried to get together and do something like the the MEC, like where Maryville's at, they, that conference came together and had guidelines for every team in the conference. And our um, ours, I think, tried to do that, but I don't think anything really came of it. So it was kind of do what you – are comfortable doing and you know what 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 we were able to do was what our our admin was comfortable with and so um i know that you know a lot of schools in grc took a lot of extra precautions and and saw their kids in june and um i mean some coincidence that physically those kids look the way they look uh just you know getting an, an off season and so it, it it is what it is um, but like anything else, you know, once, once the season starts, you have the same amount of time as, as everybody else. And once school started, I was able to get all the kids in the weight room. So it's, you know, it's evened itself out. It's, it's not something we really dwell on more than, um, you know, I kind of have a list of things for next off season that, that I need to harp on for next year's team. Well, I kind of liked what, uh, the MAC did and not just, you know, with the programs, but just you know, even the fans, um, that's been the disappointing part. And, uh, I don't, <laughs> as much as I love this podcast to be, you know, say what you want and to not feel constricted. I, the whole mass thing, that's, <laughs> you don't want to go there, but I, it's been a little bit disappointing. Um, and for me, uh, you know, and I've written about this too next year. I still get to cover football the year after I still get to cover football um, for these kids. That's the, there's only four years. You don't get extra. And 
you know, with the lack of even social distancing at these games is disappointing because I know I get it. Like you want to be at the football games. You want, you know, you may have six people in your family that want to watch you play. Um, I, I just didn't think this was the year for that. Um, I think it was one of those things where you have to take one for the team for your son or uh, grandson, whatever, so that, you know, it helps him, you know, get to play as much as he can in senior year or junior year, whatever it is. Cause you know, we both played football. It, it flies by. So I think that's been the most disappointing part for me is uh, just not taking it seriously as I think they should have, but you know, the NBC, I think what well, they, you only get so many people per kid that get to come, or something like that. Yeah, uh, I think they've bumped it up a little bit, but originally it was family only. My wife works at Maryville, so I have a pretty good idea. It was family only, I think, and then um, I think they started toward the end of football season, letting you know groups of seniors in and and things like that. Um, but you know, for for us. Um, you know, me personally, I'm not a huge, you know, I don't, I don't enjoy wearing the mask, but <laughs> I told, I told everybody, you know, whatever gets us to play football, like I'll, I'll wear whatever, yeah. what, whatever we got to do. If you, if you tell us it, it'll get us to play football, I'm hundred percent on board. And, and, you know, even our administration, like, well, how are you going to tell a football kid to, to keep a mask on? I said, I'm, it's a four second conversation. It's, do you want to play football this year? The answer is yes. Okay. Well, this is what you got to do. And so, you know, it, and again, it, I know that because that was the conversation we had and they, all the kids um, <laughs> are on board with that because they love this game. And, you know, they know they only have four years and for, you know, our one senior, you know, this is his last go around before he, um, you know, gets into the Marines and starts serving our country. And so, you know, we were going to do whatever, it, whatever it took, um, whatever guidelines they put out to do it. You know, it's not my job to make those guidelines. It's my job to follow them and enforce them. And so kind of that's what that's what my thought was going into it. Now, I know your favorite job uh, isn't coaching football. It's, you know, refereeing basketball games. That to me is going to be interesting, um, you know, when it comes to uh, what they're going to do about fans. Um, do you have any idea what that'll be like? I have tried, I, man, I have asked so many of the officials that are, um, just that I'm, that I'm friends with. Nobody's heard anything. I would assume the MEC is going to limit fans. Uh, St. Joe obviously is going to limit fans, but as far as like guidelines from Misha or the National Federation, I don't think there are any. I think there's some suggestions and some, like, if you want to wear a mask, you can. If um, It's kind of funny. I was watching the NBA bubble, and the the officials, like, had a mask over there, like, just on their whistle. That was interesting. I've never seen that before. It's like a sleeve. Um, but I haven't heard anything for certain. And, and honestly, I doubt our state association says anything for certain. I think they'll just say, hey, if you want to, this is what you can do. Um, and then it's kind of just on your own to adhere to it or not adhere to it, you know, be an adult. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, let's try to make this a little more fun. We talked about this a little bit the other night and your belief that everyone 
should be on that side uh, officiating at some point. Um, for you, why <laughs> why keep doing it? It just it seems like an awful job. Oh man. Uh, okay, so first the the best reason is when you have like when I I'm to the point now where I'm starting to get some some better games like competitive super competitive games and high level games because a lot of our guys you know that are that have been doing it for a long time are, are starting to get out of it and so you know young guys like me get to <laughs> get to step into that but um, being on the court of a highly competitive like game with intense coaches and intense fans like there's nothing better than that like outside of being on the sidelines and coaching it. Um, I've never had that, like my brain doesn't work with basketball the same way it does football, like strategically. So I could never coach it. I never had a lot of interest in coaching that for five months, but running up and down the court and blowing my whistle. I, I love that. I mean, I can do that all day. And I mean, people yelling at you and at you, like, as long as you're, <laughs> as long as you're confident in what you're doing, I mean, it's, it, you got you to gotta have thick skin. I mean, you got to have thick skin to coach. You got to have thick skin to – especially nowadays, like, you have kids that aren't afraid to mouth and say whatever. So, I mean, if you can handle a 19-year-old saying it or if you can handle your, your boss saying it or some mom whose kid didn't have enough playing time in a JV game saying it, <laughs> then, uh, you know, you can handle – you can handle about anything. I It's and, – and it really, for a side job, it, it doesn't pay poorly. Oh. How does that affect you as a football coach, though? Um, you know, my belief um, is complaining and getting angry and yelling at officials as uh, I, I don't believe it works. I think it actually works against you. So how do you handle that? Oh, that's a good question. Um the, uh, you know, the sophisticated answer is that, you know, I always think about what I say, you know, and try to set things up for later in the game. Um, but the real answer is it doesn't really change um, how I interact. I mean, how I, who I am is who I am on the sideline. Uh, and that's, you know, sometimes it's brazen and brash and, and um, obnoxious and sarcastic. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's who I am. And that's the guy got to deal with the consequences when it gets out of hand. But, um, you know, when I have officials, I just, all I expect from them is the same thing I expect from myself when I do officiating. I mean, just do your best. Like, and if you, if you screw something up say, Hey, I screwed it up. I'm like, okay, I can get over that. I say that all the time and coaches don't like it sometimes, but they respect that more than, you obviously making something up to them, which I've tried to do before, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard, man. And I, I understand their job is hard. And the biggest thing for me, uh, I think that helps me through all of it is the second I'm done with a basketball game and I step off the court, the second I'm done with a football game and step off the field, I don't hold a grudge. Like it, it's a game. And when it's over, like you can't hold on to that for forever or, you're going to, you're going to hate officiating first. And uh, like any officials, you're never, you're just going to be that guy that, that complains no matter what. And so you just got to kind of pick your spots and, you know, if you really are passionate about something, you just 
call it out, I guess. <laughs> so, so I'm bouncing around a little bit, but, um, you know, because I enjoy football much more than I enjoy basketball. Um, when did that start for you, you know, that love for football? Ooh. Um, uh, Playing-wise, it started in junior high. Um, growing up, I was a big baseball guy. Played a ton of baseball. And to the point where going into high school, I kind of – my eighth grade year, I kind of burnt myself out with baseball and was starting to get into basketball a lot more. I was always – I mean, I was, you know, six foot tall as a seventh grader. So um, basketball started to interest me a little more. And then – just the, the culture and really probably my football coach got me just to love football. I always loved, you know, watching a big Packers and Huskers fan. Um, but the actual playing and schematics part that started in, in high school. And then I always knew I wanted to coach. And so um, even through college, I always picked a, uh, a career that would allow me to do that. Could that ever work again? You said you're a Nebraska fan. Um, I didn't really have a favorite college team growing up, but I really loved watching Nebraska. Could you still do that today? Could you run that style of offense? Like, I know, you know, Navy does it, but it's Navy. You don't get the same kind of athletes. Okay, so if we're going to go there. So Nebraska doesn't didn't run what Navy ran. Like it wasn't the it wasn't the the wing tee with the well, yeah, yeah. yeah the so, Maryland eye and stuff like yeah. that. But so yeah. So what really and what man, this is like could be its own segment. Um <laughs> Tom Osborne was going to was working on as Crouch got there and um he was working on evolving that offense into more of a still a power running game with a lot of trap and, and wham and all that stuff. Uh, but evolving it into the shotgun where they were also doing at the very end of Osborne being there dabbling with some RPO stuff. And so he would have evolved what they did, what they, the, where they were great was the strength conditioning like that. The biggest thing that's fallen off for them is, their essence is gone and was in the pooper for a long time. And so um, hopefully they're starting to get that. I, I've been to a couple of coaching clinics there. I really like what they do. Um, but that that's where they fell off the biggest. I mean, their defense, when their defense started, you know, dissolving under Callahan and um, it really, that was kind of the downfall, but could you run load power option anymore successfully? Probably not. No, you're not going to run that against Clemson against that. But they also struggled against the really good deep fronts. Um, you know, Miami and Florida state running that stuff too. And they found ways to adapt and win games 21, 20. So yes and no, I guess is the, the quick answer to your question. Should they have kept Solich? Ooh, uh, yeah, they, they should, yeah, in hindsight, they should have just, if it was going to go into the toilet, it, it should have been obviously in the toilet and not like, Hey, it's probably going there. Maybe not. 
because you they lost a lot of people, like a lot of fans kind of turned their back on it. And then he brought in Callahan, who was the stark opposite of what you've always done. Pretty, pretty boy offense from California and just it never meshed and it hasn't meshed since. Really the closest thing was Polini, and I've only appreciated him after he's gone. Uh, he was too psychotic to keep as a head coach. <laughs> but, so who who is your favorite Nebraska quarterback then? It's a great question. Um, I Crouch. It was Crouch. That was kind of my my boyhood. I you know always watched the games, but I never really paid attention. So I remember the Tommy Frazier run and things like that. But it was I watched probably the most Crouch games. I love Joe Gans. Joe Gans is a close second. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's disappointing I didn't recognize the Tommy Frazier years, but I I enjoyed their crouch years. Um, I don't know. And there is that part of me. The reason I asked that question is, like, I wish it could be that Nebraska again, uh, knowing full well that it can't be. (laughs) That's just not, you know, football – constantly evolves and that's I mean I guess if you're gonna do it maybe in the Big Ten you could <laughs> maybe you, you could. if there was a I conference mean, you were gonna be able to do it and it'd be the Big Ten well I mean look it, it doesn't look the same but Wisconsin does it yeah. I mean it's 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 we're gonna line up we got gigantic Amazons up front and we're just gonna run it at you and, and, and play really good defense that. and try to Oh, I hate it. I hate it. It's boring, man. I hate it. It's so boring to watch. <laughs> Them and Iowa. God, it's boring. I hate I mean the Big are Ten, you, man. I I'm anti. It's so boring. You, Outside of like Ohio so, State. So you're a fan of like the passing game then is what you're saying. Oh yeah. In in my heart, yeah. Oh. Yeah. If I could dude, if I was an OC and and had the pieces, I would be no huddle, and we'd chuck it all over, run a bunch of option. It'd be great. We me, have luxury. <laughs> me, and Al, me and Albertson <laughs> have been going at it lately uh, about the Chiefs' uh, run-pass ratio. Because it's better than I, right? I, I, I loved it. I, it, yeah, it I, get, like I get like you over. should – in today's game, you should – throw the ball more than you run it, especially if you have Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That being said, I also believe that the last few weeks when people start dropping five, six, seven defensive backs, you got to be able to run the ball. And yep. uh, I I just believe that you're a better team if you can do both. Um, whether, you know, and then there's the should you draft a running back in the first round argument. I don't really yeah. give a shit. You won a Super Bowl. You could draft a kicker in the first round. Yeah, really want. Yeah. Whatever. You earned it. You can draft an assistant coach, whatever. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> because because their running game sucked. I yeah. mean they won a Super Bowl, but the running game sucked. And so Well, and I'm I'm a I'm a huge Packers fan. And so, you know, I saw a lot of similarities with um those really good Green Bay teams. And would always, always they they'd lose at home. 
they'd lose to San Francisco in the playoffs, who would just Colin Kaepernick read option the first time, and then it was just power run the next time. Are and you going to boo-hoo me as a Packers fan to a Chiefs no, fan? No, no, no. But I'm <laughs> saying I understand. So the passing game is awesome, but then when it's Green Bay and it's negative 28 outside and Rodgers can't feel his fingers, you have no running game. <laughs> you know, and you're trying to tackle uh, – oh, oh, Marshawn Lynch, you're trying to tackle him over and over for four quarters. <laughs> it's – you got to be able to run it when it's cold outside. That's, I mean, that's honestly, and that's, I think a lot about that when, when kind of we went to a kind of a veer power based offense. Um, because I just, I love watching, you know, when Coach Peterson had, um, oh, now I'm losing his name, Patterson. That kid was a phenomenal passer when they were chucking it all over the place when I first started coaching. And then now Pattonsburg, those are great. But, you know, if the weather is not, ideal like it's it's hard like getting yeah. kids to to do that over and over and we have to go tackle their best players over and over on the other side it's it's tough yeah i can tell you what happened to aaron Rodgers. yeah He's, what was that he somehow Eight? managed to uh break up with olivia mon and i i don't know how you do that but i, I think that was the end for him that was it yeah I mean, I've never had that that option, but yeah, it doesn't look good on the surface. <laughs> uh. So, uh, backtrack even more. So, you were 22 when you started as a head coach. Yeah. What was that like? I I, I imagine that's got to be interesting. You know, you go in fresh out of college and you know coaching kids that are only a handful of years younger than you yeah in when it so when it happened your you know your thought is well duh you know why wouldn't I get hired (laughs) (laughs) but uh I have never been an assistant coach in football and it has that's that's kind of been my biggest like what if like hey if I would have been under somebody else how much would I've learned because I'm still learning stuff that I should probably already know as a head coach um, but I just have never seen anybody else run a program and so that's that's why you know like I was talking about earlier just bouncing ideas off someone like Shane Hilton who I see <laughs> damn near every week at family dinners has been I mean has been just instrumental to my growth is getting my brains beat in on Friday nights early in the year. Um, so, yeah. How, how's that dinner going to be this week? Oh, we already had it. Uh, uh, so, you? dude, him, him and I are great. Like, he, him and I, uh, we <laughs> – so we're both from Iowa. Um, I'm, I'm from city, and he's from real small town. But – and I'm a Husker fan, and he's an Iowa fan. But, uh, I don't know, we gravitate to each other. So, anytime there's a family dinner, we're outside playing bags, or we're having a beer, or 10, or whatever. Uh, this last <laughs> Sunday, uh, we talked about a few plays from the game. We talked a little bit uh, about Boulder County, and North Andrew film he was watched, and then him and I watched the Packers debacle uh, over at his place. So... <laughs> 
And then we went and ate a bunch of food. It was awesome. The game wasn't awesome. That game sucked. That was Are you good at bags? Horrible. I'm great. I'm really good. To the point where I got a text from two weeks ago from a buddy that I haven't talked to in a very long time. He said, hey, you want to win some money this weekend and play in a bags tournament? <laughs> I said, no, I got, I I got shit, kids, man. I can't. <laughs> I shit you not. At one point, I looked into how you go pro. <laughs> it can't. It's not. I mean, it can't be hard. I've seen those guys playing. I can wear that shirt and make those shots. I guess at some point, I'll have to, I'll have to see how good you are. Yeah, I'm. Hey, anytime. Mars, all right, that. Uh, um. So, uh, you want to pick some games this week? Let's do it. All right. Brother-in-law in Worth County. It's so. I knew you were going to ask that first, and I've been going <laughs> back and forth on. Him and I talked – that's another thing we talked about on Sunday. Like, do you want – so, like, going into districts, like, do you want the one seed and then you possibly have the winner of Albany and Worth County? <laughs> do you want the two seed and then you have the defending state champs down on the bottom of your bracket? Like, but I don't – as far as that game goes, man, as long – I don't know. I uh, – there is some weird stuff with that. I was talking to a uh, cabin about that in district three. Cause I'm like, you might be better off losing to Albany. Um, and that way you don't have to play King city in the first week of districts. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to say the least. Cause you, you'll never see. I mean, either one of them worth County and Albany both are so good. And, mm. and well coached and I never want to play a fountain team just because they are so like he is he is just a, a genius he's probably forgotten more football than I even know like he's he's got those kids running like a well-oiled machine and then you know Worth County I mean shoot they're, they're the mecca right <laughs> you're gonna see them in the second round uh but as far as Friday goes where's it at you know Stanbury Steinberg. How did North County look on offense in the second half? You were there. So was it, was it North Andrew playing in a box thing, or was it? I mean, they missed some plays, have some penalties. To me, Gladstone uh, looked like a kid that hasn't played football this year. Um, and to be honest, that offense isn't clicking yet, and they're without you know, because of COVID and, you know, a lot of their linemen come from Northeast, not away. Mm-hmm. And so that quarantine is much more strict than others. So like Austin Welch, they don't get him back until the 26th. So he'll been out, oh. he'll been out for like a month. Um, awful. Yeah. So I, 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 I do I'll think be- if they get their line back and more, that's the thing is like they're running out of time to get Gladstone and the rest of the offense and that chemistry going. Um, yeah, you're, you're out of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That being said, uh, you know, we talked about Healy a little bit and him being a 
kind of a button down guy. He was uh, he was a little fired up after that game, and uh, I, I think Sanbury's going to get their best shot if if the players can show the kind of energy that or the want to that he has right now. So. Yeah, that one that one always. I mean, just watching that on film over the years is just a it's just a fist fight like absolute fist fight i i'll say that i'll say that stanbury gets him i'm not i don't feel good about it but man that's that's just gonna be that could look just that score could be just like our game from last week yeah like your game was exactly what i expected because i i watching stanbury i I felt like something's been missing offensively for them this year. And I don't know, like, when I talked to Shane this summer, and he was talking about, like, all the weapons they had, especially running back. And my first thought was, like, well, that's, I mean, it's great. But, like, I feel like you, if you're constantly rotating guys, and I see, or I've seen that they're a little more, uh, give it to one or two guys, and maybe mm-hmm. that's helped. But I feel like the more guys you have running back, the kind of like the old saying, like if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Yeah. Because I think if you use too many running backs, it's hard to for them to get in the flow of things. Uh, but they've been more impressive lately. So, especially that defense. They kind of, they kind of have the opposite problem we have. I so we signal everything in. And so I'm terrible at rotating guys in unless I need them for something and it just pops into my head. A lot of times I'll call a play and I'll look out there's like shit, wrong guys out there. But um, you know, they're con- you know, that's how they send plays in most of the time is rotating guys around. But um I see I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I mean, if they're not they're not in rhythm, it's hard to just throw a kid out there and take it to the house. All right. Stay in the GRC. Uh, yeah, Fountain versus Cavan. Um, this one, uh, I think, could be. I mean, it'd be maybe the best game this week um, because I think there's. I think Worth County can win, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Um, like Sandberg can beat them by a couple of scores, and it wouldn't shock me. But Albany and Pattonsburg is interesting because I, I've kind of thought that Pattonsburg, if when they're clicking, can beat anyone. But they're one of those teams that you know part of the problem this year is they do a lot of shooting themselves in the foot. Albany, on the other hand, you know Devin was really high on them coming in the year. I wasn't so much just because you lose a two thousand yard rusher. I don't know how you. I didn't see that guy at practice this summer that made me think, oh, he can do that. But, like, they've been really good lately. So, I don't know. That one's tricky for me. I'd probably I'll, go I'd probably go with Pattonsburg based just off the skill positions, but I don't know. I can do you – I can do you solid there, and I'm – I'm Albany just because <laughs> – any anytime you have a like I already talked about Coach Fountain, you know I have a lot of respect for what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a team that that is cool, just lining up and running it at you over and over and over. Um, 
I'll take that at late October against the spread passing team. Now it might be, you know, 71-70, but <laughs> I'll take a team that, that has had, a, you know, gotten a few stops there during the year. But it's going to be – I mean, those are, those are two really good teams. We all get athletes on the field. Yeah. Have, you, have you seen Cameron Jones play? Um, I mean, not live. I've seen film. I have, I have a few of their – what, Stanbury and North Andrew. He's, I mean, I know – I see him in track. I mean, that kid's a freak. That kid's been a freak yeah. freshman. Yeah, and like I watch him, and I'm blown away. And apparently, he's not. Maybe he's close, but he's not what he was two years ago, which is also well, amazing. So well, he had the knee surgery. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like he's still by far and away the best athlete on the field, and yeah. it's still not what he is, which. Yeah. Still makes me wonder how they managed to lose fifty six nothing in one half at Worth County two years ago. But <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, wasn't that the, the snow game? Yeah, yeah. Game, it was so cold that day. I was all rearing to go to that game, and I was, you know, fired up. I was going to go with a friend. I walk outside the door. Nope, I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> I'm not doing that, that that was the worst two week. I think it was two weeks. I think it was back to back weeks. Uh, weather-wise that I have ever been through. Um, it was it was in Stanbury in Worth County. Uh, I think it was – I think it was week nine. It was either that or – it may have been the district championship. Either way, it was like negative seven. That was a district championship game. I was going to go to that one too, and I opted to do it on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, smart move. Smart move. At one yeah. point, I I've never felt this way. And like I've seen a lot of bad games, a lot of really boring games. But at one point I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I've been like that one time. I lost was... I was completely numb. I mean, head to toe. Yeah. Couldn't feel anything. Oh, yeah. And like uh good. At, <laughs> and like even like you know playing football you know no matter the temperature when you're playing it's like it doesn't bother you no i don't even know how if it's negative seven if you're playing how <sighs> you're tougher than me <laughs> i uh i can't remember what exact year it was but it was the year danbury went over to west nottaway for the sectional or the the semifinal game and they had heaters on both sidelines. It was so cold. And I was right there on the side. I think Stanbury was up three scores at halftime. I texted Shane and said, we're, we're leaving. We're, we're going to, we'll meet you at the bar or something. This is, I can't stand up there anymore, <laughs> but I'll, t- I'll say this. Dan Collins was still wearing shorts. God bless him. <laughs> That's like, it's like Kevin. No matter what, he's he doesn't have sleeves on. Even when You're it was negative it. seven, nothing. I'm like, that's no, not at all. That ain't me. No, <laughs> no. And that was the thing. Even that night, <clears throat> I don't know how many layers I had on, but it wasn't enough. So I don't know how you stand on the sidelines and do that. Nope. So. All right. Northwest Hughesville LeBlanc. 
Um, I will say Hughesville only because I've, I've met coach Wolf once. <laughs> That's all I'm going off of. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Finally get to the 275 Rockport Mountain city. Um, you have any idea who else is out outside of? I think Osborne's still out, and I don't know if he's because he had a concussion last week, and I don't know if he's coming back. Is Messer is he back? Him and the Tubbs I kids. I don't him? know. I know Tubbs, Tubbs played last week, so they, I they shoot Rockport's had two weeks off. That's tough. Um, I still think Mount City will beat him. Probably, probably handily. But it, I mean, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me either way, really. And it all depends on what Rockport you get. I don't. Yeah, and I don't know if they have everybody back. If they just have a few back, I have no idea. I haven't heard anything from over that way. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> Speaking of things you uh, haven't heard anything about, Rich Hill and Liberal. Hmm. Okay. Um, who's got a better record? Rich Hill. Or no, Liberal. Um, well, then I'm going to go with the underdog. Let's go Rich Hill. <laughs> so, I, I shit you not, the last two weeks, there's only been one game difference between me and Kevin and me and Dean. This week, you and I picked opposite in every game. Do it. Yes. This, that's how I want it. Honestly, if you would have given, like, this is how I am. That's probably bad for my bank account. But uh, if you would have given your picks, I'd take the opposite. <laughs> I, uh, I dabble in uh, sports wagers. Um, though I don't know if I should admit that. And it's, it doesn't go great for me a lot especially in the NFL. It's mm-hmm. just like, let's just say, you know, yesterday, maybe, maybe I didn't have the Packers minus two and uh, yeah. started out really well. And then that thing, man, that was, that was gross. I knew it was, it was weird that it was too. Cause I don't, I mean, I still don't think Tampa Bay is very good, but you gave Tom Brady, Tom, Tom Brady, fourteen points, and all he had to do was hand the ball off to Ronald Jones once, and he got fourteen points. I mean, he was, and then Gronk started feeling himself, and as it started snowballing there pretty quick. Oh God! <laughs> and if they, Gronk would run like some simple route for no one would cover him. Be like, oh, such a great, such a great route. Yeah. I'm like, what? An athlete. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the one on the sideline, I was, I was MF in our safety. And then they, the other angle, dude's got his arm right there. Gronk's not catching that ball seven out of 10 times. No. No. <laughs> it, I mean, it's the NFL, man. It is what it is. Chiefs lost to the Rats. I just had to go there, didn't you? Just had to go there. <laughs> it happens all. I'm glad this happened the week after that. So I don't hear it. No, no, no. The worst part was two years ago. And I'm like, I'll pay $500 to go to the AFC Championship game. Mm. They get that interception. It's like, oh, we're going to the Super Bowl. It's been 30 years for me. 
Then you look down, uh, there's a flag. Uh-huh. And I felt like Deshaun Watson uh, in that game yesterday where when he lost the coin toss, you could see in his reaction, he knew the game was over. Like, as soon as the Patriots got the ball in overtime, I'm like, okay. Yeah. That him? So. All right. And do you know how these, uh, the pick six works? I'm asking you six, I'm asking you six questions. And it's just, uh, off the top of your head. Oh, um, you and I both enjoy, uh, the adult sodas. Although after showing me, you know, what you enjoy drinking, I don't know how you'll answer this question. (laughs) Are you, but if you had to choose, are you a Bud Light or Miller Lite guy? Oh, I hate Miller Lite. Bud Light. I hate Miller Lite so much. Oh. <laughs> All that stuff, man. I uh. hate it. Hilton is a big Miller Lite guy. I can't I can't stand it. Okay. Well, now I like Hilton more than you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> now, uh, you coach the Wolves. What is your favorite kind of dog? Ooh, uh, a white English bulldog, which I'm trying to get my wife to uh, buy me. Don't know why. I have no idea why, but they're the, the cutest little puppies I've ever seen in my life. The English yeah. Bulldog. Is you that like, you'd hear that scent. Is that like Chance from Homeward Bound? Was he an English Bulldog? Are they the big ones, or are they still exactly. the little uh, Mine's the black spot on his eye, yeah. Uh, actually, I don't know if he was – I think he was a Bulldog. I don't think he was English. They're like – they don't get bigger than like a foot and a half. And they uh, essentially, from the moment they live, like the moment they're born, they're dying. Like they have – their health is horrible – they don't live very long, but they're a great looking dog. And they cost like a teacher's salary. Oh, so much. So much. It's bad. It was uh it's I kinda so had that I kinda had that uh a while back. I'm like, it would be awesome to have a mastiff. Ooh, yeah. Like they're just so big and like Huge. but they're yeah. so but they're so nice. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not a stranger. And I'm like That'd be cool. And I'm like, oh, oh, they're expensive. How long do they live? Five to six years. I'm like, oh, no, no. Like investment. (laughs) That seems like poor investment. (laughs) Buy a house and then it explodes after five years. It's not a good investment. (laughs) All right. We (laughs) it's funny we talked a lot about coaches because uh uh this is how the next one's gonna go. What coach talks the most trash? Ooh, um, it's got to be Peterson. Yeah, I figured. That's off the top of my head. And it's not trash. He's just honest about whatever he thinks about his team or yours. <laughs> I mean, he will. I mean, it, you know, it'll, it'll make you mad, but it'll, you got to respect it. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it bites him in the ass i saw him at halftime it does. It does. uh when i was at uh the game between you and southwest he's like oh, oh it's so boring I don't, I don't know how they're not stopping southwest and i'm like yeah. overconfident <laughs> don't you think <laughs> yeah 
other than that, like it's there's not now there's there's some there's some trash talk like behind the scenes, but but yeah, I mean outwardly that's that's gotta be the answer. Any it's not I don't dislike him in the least. No, no. <laughs> I like that stuff. Yeah. Especially him. You, you just gotta love him. Some people honestly, some people might say me. It wouldn't it really wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I can see all. that. I can see that too. You're a fairly yeah. honest guy. I, I still can remember exactly what you said to me after that game too. It's not good. No, no, it wasn't it's good. But you know, <laughs> then again, who the hell knew that Wes Hughes was gonna be as good as he is? So I didn't know I was a person until that game. So that was <laughs> yeah, that was an eye opener. The kid's good. The kid's real good. Um, especially being uh northwest Missouri, because basically every small town except for Pattonsburg has one. I spent a lot of time in Kansas City. Would you rather have Casey's or Quick Trip? Casey's. But I will st- I will stop at the Platte City Quick Trip whenever I go to Kansas City, even if I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Summer or winter? Oh, summer. 100%. My teacher. <laughs> Always summer. It's weights and grilling. All right. And then the final one is uh, basically the only one that I've kept. Uh, so just three interviews. Who's your favorite guy to coach against? Hmm. Just all right. So for the lead up to the game and then the, the post game. It's Magruder, Oren. And then as as far as just a competitive rivalry stuff, it's Coach Stanford. Hmm. So Magruder and I have a really good relationship. And so that one's that one's fun. And then just the the intense games we've had the last few years, Coach Stanford for sure. Because you hate Mountain City. Gotcha. Apparently, yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> It's a strong word. What's going to be tough? Coming back from hate. Well, it's going to be it's going to be tough being a Craig guy, and then them going with Mountain City, and then just Mountain City being as good as they are. So, yeah, and um, and honestly, had it been pitched to me that hey, we're going to go to Mountain City after a year, like I said before, Coach Messer and I got along great. So, I mean, I I would have hung on just to be an assistant coach with him. But then, I mean, shit, who knows what would have happened from there, but a lot of what ifs in that game. Yeah. All right, coach. Well, thanks for joining me. I had fun. Always enjoy yeah. talking to you. Yeah, absolutely.